Welcome to the Veritas Equipping Podcast, a podcast designed to provide insight, resources, and biblical wisdom. Our mission as Veritas Church is raise up mature disciples, send out everyday missionaries, glorify God. Join us as we pursue Jesus to become mature disciples and effective disciple makers for God's glory. Hey, Veritas. Welcome to the Equipping Podcast. This is Michael, joined here today by Jordan Howell. How are we doing, Veritas? Hey, hey. So Jordan is our um, college pastor here, college ministry director, salt company director. We'll explain a lot of that in just a second. Um, but we are in our final episode of a series that we're calling God at Work, where we're giving ministry updates from a different uh, ministry departments in our church. So you've heard uh, from our adult discipleship ministries You've heard from our family ministry. You've heard from Worship Arts. And now we're going to be talking about uh, the Salt Company. But before we jump into the Salt Company, Jordan, why don't you give us just a a little overview, who you are, your family, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, obviously, my name is Jordan Hall. I've lived in Cedar Rapids now for the last three years. Moved here with my wife, Ellie. And we have two boys, Blaze and Leo. We actually had the great privilege of adopting them this last year in October. And they're how old? So, uh, Blaze is two and Leo is one. So we are very, very much... Very calm household oh, right now. It's madness. Uh, diapers and lots of new words. Uh, some that they're learning at home, some that they're learning at daycare. Uh, but that's okay. We're that's working on... That's what Jordan on. says. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, it's been a, it's been a ton of fun and, uh, my wife and I are actually expecting. So yeah, we we were announcing this on the podcast today. There we go. So we will have another. Sam (laughs) is in the room right now. For those of you uh, listening, Sam is in the room and just was greatly surprised because he just heard the news for the first time. Yeah. So we're having the last staff meeting or something where this was announced, I guess. Ice cream must not have been good enough to bring you there, but uh, maybe baby announcements would have got you there. So, uh, (laughs) yep. Baby, baby number three coming in January. That's awesome. Congrats. We're stoked. So. All right, so uh, that's a little bit about your family. So one of the things we love to do here is just kind of give give our church an insight into some things going on in your life. So what's something that you have been learning lately, Jordan? Something I've been learning. Uh, currently finishing out my master's through Midwestern uh, Seminary down in Kansas City. Hopefully and you're learning something. Right? Yeah, learning a lot. Uh, some of my reading requires multiple reads, but I'm currently taking a class called uh, Survey of Historical Theology. So kind of taking some of the the bigger doctrines that we have and come to find out they weren't just, you know, handed to us. They were developed over time. And so most recently been looking at Doctrine of the Lord's Supper and looking at the Reformation era. So it's loaded, a lot of dense uh, terminology, but has been a ton of fun. Nice. I'm I'm relearning right now, like, what it's like to have a six-month-old, and mm. here, here Jordan is learning about <laughs> the Lord's Supper and historical theology. Yeah. I feel really not smart at the moment. I, I also have learned that if your one-year-old likes playing with his poop, that you have to cut off the feet of his onesie and then turn it around and zip it up backwards, so he doesn't have to. He doesn't have the ability to take his pajamas off. So wow, that's something there else I'm learning. Go. Yeah. There you go. There you go, Veritas. You were not expecting that in this podcast, were you? So, all right. So those are some things that you're learning far, uh, 
Veritas, now you can see that we're just normal people. Yes. Like, please don't ever put us on this, <laughs> this like platform because we're just we're just normal people. Oh yeah. Hopefully, avoiding the poop of our children. Yes. <laughs> Lord willing. <laughs> but also learning about uh, Reformation Lord's Supper. Yes. Um. All right. So that those are some things you're learning. What's something you've been loving lately? Uh. I mean, especially this week, cooler temperatures. Uh, we've loved sitting out on our front porch. So we have a house in uh, southeast side Cedar Rapids. It's the historic district, which was sold Ooh. to us. And we were like, wow, this is fancy. It's not what you think it would be. Uh, it just means there's more regulations if you want to fix your house up. Mm. But uh, we have a front porch. We bought porch furniture last year and finally started capitalizing on our front porch. So it's been fun just having friends over and hanging out on the porch. And yeah, we look forward to doing that all fall. It's That's be awesome. Great. Sweet. All right, so let's jump into the salt company, all right? Because some people hear that and they go, what in the world are you talking about? Are you still talking about church stuff? What yeah. you, what's going on here? So what is the salt company that you have the privilege of overseeing here in Cedar Rapids? And then uh, what's kind of the approach of salt company and, and how you do ministry? Yeah, so the salt company is the college ministry of Veritas Church. Uh, essentially, we would not exist if the local church did not exist. Uh, so we are not a tag-on ministry. We are not a parachurch ministry. We belong to Veritas Church. And uh, yeah, you might be wondering, SALT, like what's up with that? Uh, it's not an acronym. It's from Matthew 5.13, where Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth uh, to his church, to his disciples. And we are meant to be uh, life and flavor to really our city, our campuses, uh, the younger generation that is desperate for the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that's a little bit of who we are. Um, yeah, we've we've recently talked through philosophy of ministry, and we've come up with what we in Cedar Rapids call the big three. Uh, so the first statement that we like to say is, um, we are a family, we're not an event. So though we have a Thursday night gathering that in many ways mirrors the Sunday morning gathering of the church, uh, we're so much more than that. Just as Veritas does connection groups, we do connection groups during the week, and we want our students to not just share the gospel or get around the Bible. We want them to share life and do life uh, together on ministry. So uh, the second thing is we say we value forever more than semesters, mm -hmm. and that's really an emphasis on the local church. We understand that uh, this is a season in their life, 18 to 22, and one of the sweet things of our ministry model is we're training college students' instincts for a lifetime in the local church. Mm -hmm. So as soon as they graduate, uh, they're not left kind of wondering what's next. They have a sweet on-ramp into a local church that they already belong to. So we and believe— you've done a great job with that, Jordan, just from a personal— like in our connection group, we have a young couple that came out of Salt Company mm -hmm. just a couple years ago, and they have jumped in to our— like quote unquote adult connection group and they're in there with we have a couple 70 year olds and some mm -hmm. multiple retired people but also they're the, they're the youngest couple in there but they have flourished in there they're doing um just really engaged when we're talking about the sermons from sunday morning so good job there praise god thank you yeah. um yeah the third thing we say uh i mean we say this frequently around our church and on our staff team like we take jesus seriously not ourselves 
Uh, we love the gospel. Uh, we die on the hill of the gospel, but we're not afraid to make mistakes or, I mean, honestly, just have a ton of fun doing it. So Talk about poop on our podcast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> as long as we're laughing, we're having fun and we're prioritizing the gospel, let's do it. You know? There you go. Sweet. Um, well, the Salt Company, we're part of a, a larger network of churches called the Salt Network. Um, and it's been a tremendous blessing here at Veritas <laughs> to see uh, college students, and we're not a crazy major university town or anything, but to see the number of college students that God keeps bringing to us is such an encouragement to my own soul, and to see the next generation being raised up to love Jesus and to grow in maturity, to to be everyday missionaries and to yeah. glorify God and everything is really encouraging. So um, what are some ways, as we've done this podcast series, one of the things we're trying to do is kind of look back over the course of the last year and really celebrate all that God's done. And so give us an idea of what are some things that you focus on in the past year and mm. how you saw God work in those things. Yeah, so it feels weird to think back to the beginning of last year. It was our first ministry ministry year kind of outside of COVID. Not that COVID is not still a, a present reality, but somewhat of the quote-unquote back to normal sure. uh, after a very interesting year. And so... Our focus was trying to get outside of this um, this ministry model per se of like we kind of have to be hands off of our campuses mm -hmm. in order to abide by the rules. Um, a lot of that was during the COVID uh, peak was students coming to us on their terms. And as we headed into this this last year, we said, man, we need to recapture what it looks like to live missional and to be incarnational into our approach of ministry. So really establishing rhythms of getting onto campus and moving towards people and not just sitting back and waiting for them to come towards us. So uh, we did uh, several days of what we called Welcome Week out near Kirkwood's campus, got to meet, I think, over 150 students that we had never met before. Um, yeah, I think of just getting connection groups actually back onto campus again was a huge win. And our our philosophy this last year was like, we just want more people to have on-ramps into community. Mm -hmm. And so whether that was freshmen that have never heard about Salt Company or people that were just back on campus that hadn't had the opportunity to experience it over the last year, uh, we wanted to get their feet wet in Salt Company and get them exposed to the local church. So um yeah, I mean, I'm a statistics guy. I love stories more than statistics, but just think through, you know, over the last year, 30 new leaders raised up, mm. um, eight baptisms. Um, and the, the praise of God at work in those numbers is that every day at 10.02, we stop and we pray for more laborers to be raised up. Yeah. And this is just God's faithfulness going, yeah, you keep praying this prayer that I told you to pray, right, in Luke 10.2. You keep praying it. I'm going to keep honoring that prayer and answering mm. that prayer. And he keeps raising up more and more laborers to go into the harvest. So just thank you, yeah, Lord, for praise answering God. prayer. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 30 leaders, 18 baptisms, seven students that said yes to going overseas mm. this last year, uh, give up their summer, go to Bangkok, Thailand. Um, yeah. God has been so kind to raise up laborers. And in many ways, I mean, We've talked about it uh, together as um, a director team. We've talked about it on our SALT staff. It's, 
yes, he, he blesses our faithfulness and, and oftentimes he works despite us, you yeah. know, um, so cool to see how he's worked. But one story uh, that I haven't had the opportunity to tell as much as I'd like to is a student named Mason that I met last year at Welcome Week and uh, early in conversation with him, got to the gospel and he was like, yeah, I actually became a Christian uh, recently in the military and he had moved back to Cedar Rapids. Um, and started to just meet up with Mason really, really regularly. Um, come to find out, he came to know Jesus while he was in the military, but never experienced the local church, had never been discipled, never read the Bible in community. And yeah, over the last year, just to see him overcome, um, yeah, just a poor experience of mm-hmm. growing up in the church and church hurt to now love Veritas. He's serving on Sunday mornings uh, as an usher, and he's actually considering what it might look like to be a chaplain uh, for the United States Army. So really sweet uh, to see how he brought Mason to us as we just like move towards Kirkwood's campus. Um, Yeah, to help. I mean, we talk about raising up mature disciples. He was already a disciple when I met him, but Mm. how the Lord is like raising him up and maturing him. Oh, that's, so that's awesome. Yeah. Jordan. I haven't heard that story yet. That's yeah. super encouraging of the Lord's faithfulness and the Lord's like just sovereignty and providence over mm-hmm. it all. Like I'm going to save this guy while in the military. Then I'm going to allow him to be, end up around Kirkwood and yeah. then allow us to meet him and then to see him considering what it might look like to be a chaplain. Man, yeah. that's, that's sweet. All right. So um, those are some things that the Lord's done over the past of the last year. What is, what's kind of your focus over this, this next ministry year as we get ready to ramp up here? Um, school starting back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're recording this kind of late July. As school ramps back up soon, what are you hoping to accomplish in this next school year, ministry year? Yeah, I think as we've alluded to, like the Lord's been really kind to to bless our ministry with numerical growth and Uh, We know we're not promised fruitfulness in that regard all the time, uh, but we're in a season of numerical growth. We want to celebrate that. And it's brought us to just a new season of ministry where we're looking at our staff team and we say, hey, there's four staff. We have 36 leaders. Like, how are we going to be good stewards of our time? And with that, uh, you have 36 students who are not just saying, I love Salt Company, but I love the local church. Their buy-in is like through the roof. They're all about... Um, what God is doing here in our church. And so we have seen an increased desire for college students to move towards the local church. And the question we're asking is, how do we get the local church more committed to moving towards college students as well? Mm. Like, how do we how do we bridge this gap that we have talked about Salt Company being a ministry of Veritas Church? How do we not just talk about it being a ministry of Veritas Church, but really feel like we belong to Veritas Church? And so... Um, yeah, we're, we're looking to really connect our local church to our college students. And part of that is uh, changing how we do discipleship groups. And so in the past, we've had um, a lower number of leaders where our staff team has been able to lead those discipleship groups, really shepherd the students' hearts. Uh, those take place weekly over a 90-minute time frame. And this year we're inviting a select number of Veritas members into that process to say, hey, we we want to equip you to do the work of the ministry to shepherd our college students who then will one day, more than likely, not become a church staffer, but a church member like them. And 
also get to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. So trying to see this discipleship chain continue and give them tracks to run on when they when they're done with salt company so that's kind of where we're heading this year that's awesome jordan and i know that is a that's probably a harder thing and we've talked about that a little Mm -hmm. bit it's it's a harder thing because you have to give up a little bit of control right because you you're with your staff every single day of the week pretty much and you're able to have all the conversations be right there with them and now to be able to take a you know a young mom in our congregation that doesn't have the freedom, that doesn't work at the church full time, mm-hmm. and to say, hey, I know you love Jesus, and I want you to pour into a, a handful of college leaders, girl leaders, like, but you're not going to see that person that much. That takes some like letting go. Yeah. So, But I think, and what we've talked about is, that's our job as leaders, is to equip the saints for the works of service. Yeah. And so you're doing that even though you're letting a piece of that go. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was telling uh, some of our directors earlier, the story that kind of comes to mind, the illustration that comes to mind there, somebody told me that was part of my discipleship process growing up, was if I were to teach my kid to make brownies like or cookies or whatever, if I go in the kitchen, that probably wouldn't be a good thing anyway for me yeah. to teach my kid Same. to make brownies because I wouldn't be good at it. But if I were to teach them to make brownies, the kitchen's going to be an absolute disaster. There's going to be ingredients all over the floor, mm-hmm. all over the counters, all over their faces, probably all over my face as well. And it's going to be a mess. It's going to take way longer to do that. But at the end of the day, rather than one person making brownies, now we have two people in the world that can make brownies and the world is a much better place with two people that can make brownies. That's a huge win. And so like, it's the same thing with discipleship and equipping the saints for the work of ministry. It might take longer. Mm. You have to release some control and it might be a whole lot messier, but in the end, more people are making disciples, which means more people are obeying Jesus and, seeing God glorified in the nations. Yes. And that's that's the end goal. Absolutely. So just just an encouragement to me um, when you guys of what you guys are focusing on this next year. So as people from Veritas are listening to this, however many there are, wherever they may be listening, mm-hmm. um, what are some ways that they can pray for you personally, maybe even pray for your staff team and pray for the ministry at large this next year? Yeah. I think me personally, uh as I alluded to earlier, like finishing up my master's degree, I'm set to graduate in December. And it has been such a joy, uh, such an awesome opportunity to have access uh, to the education, the opportunity to learn and grow. Uh, but it's definitely like light at the end of the tunnel um, and ministry picking back up this fall can be in a spot where I'm maybe more prone to complain or uh, not actually approach school in a way that's worshipful. It's more of just like, oh, this is something I have to do, not something I get to do. So you can pray for my heart in that, pray that I would finish strong, pray that I would enjoy Jesus, uh, even in the busy seasons of school. And uh, yeah, even though I dropped the bomb on Sam earlier that we're expecting, you can pray (laughs) for uh, our family as we prepare to become a family of five, pray for my wife's health, uh, pray for yeah, my ability to lead in a way that is spirit-empowered, because uh, when Jesus says that husbands are supposed to love their wives as Christ loved the church, I can't do that on my own power. So, sure. yeah, you can pray for my heart in that. Um, for our team, I think uh, just, yeah, having a new team this year, Nicole Hartman jumped on staff, really excited for that. Uh, you can pray for our, our health and our unity as a team uh, heading into what is— a really crazy season of ministry. I think 
August through October is easily the fastest we run during the school year. And we're four people that all love Jesus, but we're sinners too. (laughs) And so, yeah, I pray that we would remain united. Uh, We'd be eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and, uh, yeah, would live lives that are just out of the overflow of the gospel. Mm. Um, For our ministry, I think as I've been planning for a leader's retreat, I've landed on like the win for this year. It's kind of two phrases wrapped up in one. The first is like full hearts, so that we would have full hearts, that we would be um, people that have our cups overflowing because of what Jesus has given us, uh, who he has become to us, that the gospel would be so beautiful that we spill over. Uh, and then the second is like fire in our bones. So I thought you were about to go full out. Uh, remember the Titans <laughs> there, like full hearts, uh, clear, clear eyes, eyes can't, full, can't lose, can't lose. Yeah. yeah, we could uh, do that. Sorry, uh, I totally. This is such a serious <laughs> moment where you're giving prayer requests, and all I can think of is full heart, remember clear the, eyes, can't lose. <laughs> okay, now but, back on track yep. here. Sorry, uh, full hearts, fire in our bones. That comes from Jeremiah twenty. Uh, Uh, verse 9, he says, if I say, I will not mention him or speak any more of his name, there is in my heart, as it were, a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot. Just this, like, insatiable thirst to share the gospel with the people around us, Um, and I think that they're closely connected uh, to say, oh, if my heart is full, I should have a fire in my bones to share it with other people, but that's oftentimes not a given to us, especially in such an individualistic culture. We want to maybe hoard Jesus and just save the blessings that he's given to us, but we were we were meant to be vessels. Uh, you know, if he's blessed us, how can his blessings flow through us to other people? So full hearts, fire in our bones. You can pray that for our staff team and for our student leaders. Man, that's good. That's good. Sorry, I'm the immature one here. That hey, thinks I that, love it. Thinks that you're... Uh, it's almost the football way that, season. The way that you're motivating your, your ministry is through Remember the Titans when you're actually like looking at the prophet Jeremiah here. <laughs> so we see who the more mature one is. I really am more of a Remember the Titans than the prophet Jeremiah guy, though. Probably. You're not the weeping prophet. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So anyway, Veritas, we are uh, super thankful that we get to be a part of a church that cares deeply about the next generation, Mm -hmm. that we often say like we are a multi-generational church, but unapologetically prioritize the next generation. And the Salt Company is part of that. And Jordan, we are super grateful for how you're leading, leading your staff, leading our church to Mm -hmm. care about the next generation. And we just look forward to all that God's going to do over this next year uh, to see himself glorified through us in yeah. spite of us. Yeah, and thank so, you. And so, Veritas, thanks so much for listening once again. Our hope is that you would become a more mature disciple, that you would grow as an everyday missionary, and ultimately you would glorify God with your whole life. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Veritas Equipping Podcast. If you have any questions you would like us to address or ideas on how we can serve you better, please reach out to us by email at info at veritascr.church and put podcast in the subject line.